When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What's going on, everybody? Zach Rosenblatt here at U.S. Bank Stadium in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Here with Mike Kay for the latest episode of the No Huddle Show. The Eagles just lost to the Vikings 38-20. to um, It was a very poorly played game from the Eagles. Especially on defense, they can't, they jumped out to a, what was it, 14-0 deficit? 10-0, uh, ten, ten and then uh, they scored more points after that. Um, but yeah, so it was, the Eagles are now 3-3. Three and three. It never really, to me, it never really felt like they, act, like there was points where they were making some um, some progress, but I never really felt like they were actually in this game. But like, what, what was your, kind of, what was, cause, you know, last week we said how there was no takeaways, and I think it proved... That came true this week is all the things that worked last week, like either were non-existent today, like Orlando Scandrick, Craig James, guys, Nick Gary, like guys like that were non-existent. But like the pass rush wasn't quite there the same way. Um, Carson Wentz was there, and we'll talk about that. He, it seems like that's kind of been a little bit of hot buttony type thing. Um, but like, what, what was just your overall feeling of coming out of this loss? This secondary needs a lot of help. Oh, yeah. um, look. Uh, Rasul Douglas, I'm pretty sure, was playing cover two, or thought he was in a cover two defense, thought he had some safety help, and gave up two huge touchdown passes to Stephon Diggs. Uh, he's never going to be a speed guy, that's just not him. I would kind of not sour on Rasul Douglas just yet. Uh, but when he's your top corner, and we've said this before, he can be a really good number two corner, you're in trouble because... Like we said, he does not have that deep speed. And I think when you look at Sidney Jones, this point, I, I tweeted this out, like I don't know what he brings to the table that like someone like Craig James. Which is which is a sad state of affairs. Or Orlando Scandrick yeah. doesn't bring. I mean, those guys can get beat for touchdowns too. <laughs> um So Sydney, I mean we can t- we'll talk about this a little more, but it seemed like he got might have got benched for a little bit there. He kinda it sounded like he played it off like he just needed a breather, which is almost worse. If that's true, I, I mean maybe it's not maybe, worse, but it's not good. Maybe maybe his hamstring kind of flared up. I don't, I don't know. Who man. knows? I mean, with him, yeah, that's you the thing, know. man. That, but yeah, so let I me mean, keep going with whatever you're saying. Well, I mean, I think the Eagles felt good about this secondary coming into this game just because Jalen Mills is on the verge of returning. Craven LeBlanc will come back soon. Um, but I don't think you can wait. You know, Ronald Darby, even if he comes back. Probably. Yeah, what, is you, good. what are you getting from him? <laughs> what, like you don't know what you're getting there. Avante Maddox has had a sophomore slump even before he got injured. Um, they need an alpha. You know there are rumors out there about Patrick Peterson get uh, getting interest from other teams, and the Cardinals don't want to trade for or trade him. 
uh, I mean, how he's got to do his due diligence. Like, I don't think William Jackson, who's been who's been connected to the Eagles, is like a sure thing either. All of these cornerbacks, if they're available, aren't sure things. Besides Jalen Ramsey, of course, but we don't right. know if he's available. <laughs> well, and after his back injuries kept him out of a few games, you don't know if he might be rusty off, off the jump. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, this secondary needs help, and I don't know if that's kind of changing up the the system a little bit. Uh, they use Malcolm Jenkins a lot in single high, which is something they normally don't do. Normally it's in Deho or Rodney McLeod. Uh, I don't know why that was. Um, but there seem to be a lot of mistakes in coverage. I believe Malcolm Jenkins said that um, – that, you know, there, there were issues with communication. Um, <clears throat> you know, I, I think when you look at the secondary, yeah, it's a benefit because the safeties are really good. But when you have corners that can't run or cover for more than three seconds, you're just not going to win games. And I think – or games against good wide receivers. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Thielen and, and Diggs are probably the best wide receiver tandem outside of maybe what the Rams have. Um, this is tough. Like, and, and they complement each other so well as it makes it tough. Yeah. Right, and they match up very well against against these corners and the Eagles' cor- secondary. They need help. And, you know, uh, from my perspective, that was, like, the biggest takeaway, obviously, because... It was from the get-go. When you look at, like, when you compare the yardage and everything, they were pretty similar. The... Vikings just were able to find the end zone when they made deep plays, and the Eagles just couldn't do that with regularity. I also will say I'm kind of done seeing Miles Sanders as the lead back. It seems like the Eagles are as well. Uh, That said, I do think he has developed into an impressive receiver and a a deep threat. He's got five catches of over 30 yards this season, scored his first touchdown this game. Uh, Jordan Howard, I thought, played relatively well, given the space that he was able to work with. But the Eagles did try to establish the run quite a bit in the first half, and it didn't seem to work. And they Their didn't. first three plays of the game. Right. Um, the first play of the game was actually supposed to be a pass. They checked out of it. Um, Carson, on the next drive, I mean, he had to wait seven plays to throw a pass. Uh, you know, that's I mean, not the, helpful. The, the defense was on the field for the first seven minutes of the game. Yeah, that first drive was meticulous. That was killer. That was killer. It, I mean, it, you know, you, you get your jitters before the game, and you're ready to go out there, and you're feeling yourself, and then you got to wait on the sideline for seven minutes. And then you go three and out. Right. I mean, it's rough. It's rough. And the Eagles kind of never found their footing. There were times where Carson Wentz kind of willed this team down the field, and it still wasn't enough. Um, I felt like his teammates let him, let him down. You and I have been critical of Carson in the past. I think uh, – and rightfully so. I, we we've gotten we've then in turn received criticism for being too positive or too negative. I mean, I, <laughs> Carson, there's, no, there's no winning when you talk. about Yeah, Carson somebody's going to complain about this yeah. podcast. But <laughs> today, I really did feel like Carson was part of the solution and was in turn let down by a lot of his teammates. The defense, obviously, the biggest culprit, allowing 38 points. Yeah. Um, you know, you're not going to win a lot of football games when your team allows 38 points. No, I'd say it, that's fair. It's just not a thing. And, you know, I don't know if the Eagles came in overconfident. I don't know if they really had the horses to kind of run with the Vikings wide receivers, which clearly they didn't. Um, and Kirk Cousins had a masterful game. I thought he played his butt off. I mean, the only inter- blunder he had was an interception that wasn't really even his fault. So, 
again, I, I think you take away that this defense is just not as talented as we thought it was. Yeah, I think we've kind of learned that over the course of the season so far. And so Jim, that's the ironic thing. So Jim Schwartz has both done an amazing job with what he has at times, and he also has done a lot of questionable things. Like, I don't, he should be having a safety there. To, I don't know if that's his fault or if there's communication issues, but there should be a safety to help Rizal Douglas against Stefan Diggs every single play. I noticed there were several communication errors. There was a there was an error where Josh Sweat had to run off the field and switch with Kermuger J. Hill, and they didn't know if they had too many men on the field um, prior to a Dalvin Cook, like, huge gain. Um, there just seemed to be a lot of communication errors, and I don't know if that has to do with how loud this stadium got, because believe me, this stadium might have been actually louder than the Saints stadium. Uh, or Dome last year. It was comparable, at least. Yeah. Um, I think the Saint, the Saints stadium, I think, is actually smaller, so it's kind of, like, condensed a little more. So right. I don't know if there's... Maybe it's the acoustics. Yeah, 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 I think it has to do with the acoustics. But they're both very loud. And we, we're, like, in, we're, we notice it more for these because we're, like, in the stadium as opposed to being closed off. But And, and we should point out, if you're hearing any, you know, excess <laughs> yeah, noise... we're in the open press box. Right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, everything's open. You're out in, in, in the open. And this is an amazing stadium. If you yeah, get the opportunity really cool. to take the They visit. just won the Super Bowl here. I don't know if you heard about yeah. that. Yeah, oh, wow. Yeah, we were <laughs> actually probably, like, the only members of the people yeah, I know that, that weren't, weren't there for it. But, okay, so... You kind of, I want to touch on Doug Peterson in a second, but before I do, because you were talking about like how Carson Wentz's teammates let him down. I think we've reached a point now where whether Deshaun comes back, when he does, whatever, first of all, he's going to be rusty at first, and that injury can linger anyway. But like I think we've reached a point now where how he needs to also go out and find a receiver to help this group. Because, number one, it doesn't seem like Doug Peterson trusts the receivers, because I think that's why they ran the ball so much, and it wasn't working, and they kept trying. Like Miles Sanders being a, a much better receiver than I expected is great. But he also shouldn't be your number one deep threat. He's your running back. Like yeah, that's just the sure. reality. Uh, Mac Hollins, you know, it was a tough play to make, but Carson Wentz had a beautiful throw to him in like the corner of the end zone, and he just dropped it. Well, he um, should have. He should have been called for an offense pass. Yeah, and he should have been called for OPI. But like, it was a it was a catchable, beautifully thrown ball. Um, I mean, Nelson Aguilar was fine today. Like he didn't make any glaring mistakes, which is a step up from last year. Zach Ertz was just really bad. It was maybe his worst game as an Eagle, or at least since. Like he became a star. Yeah, this um, was definitely he had a drop and a, a fumble when the game was pretty much already over, but it definitely was over after the fumble. Yeah, this was definitely his worst showing in the last two years. Yeah. I think. Um, by the way, Dante Pettis, I believe, is having a good game today. So, so they, they up that trade his, his ears were tickling. So when we were talking about him, well, the thing um, is, is they're, they're, they're killing the Rams right now. I mean, San Francisco is going to be undefeated through five games. I mean, I don't know if they're necessarily going to be sellers, but yeah, yeah. But, um, but, I, but yeah. so, I mean, do you do agree with me that they, they need to do something they need to do something about the wide receiver position? Yeah, I mean, we talked about it the other day. I think I think wide receiver and, and cornerback are obviously the two positions that... And then pass rusher, I guess. But. Right. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think they need to find, like, a contingency plan for Deshaun Jackson. Whether he returns or not, you still need, you know, horses to run down the field. You saw how important that was with Stephon Diggs, how much he opened things up. Um... And I think when we when we look back at this game, there were opportunities for them to really win this one. I mean, they lost a lot of momentum when Jake Elliott was asked to do a fake yeah, field so, goal pass. So let's get into this. So Doug Peterson, um, I think he deserves some criticism for his absolutely. Decisions today. But let, so this one in particular, if you for some reason didn't watch the game or whatever, so the Eagles there was twenty seconds left. Eagles were on the, I believe the twenty was, was the twenty. They, they were on the twenty for twenty one yard line. They didn't have any timeouts left. It was was it fourth? Yeah, it was fourth, fourth down. And four. So they go out to kick a field goal. 
and it, but then it's a fake field goal where it's they snap it to Jake Elliott and he goes to throw the ball and nobody's open, so he just throws it away for an interception. Uh, the, the logic being that I guess Doug said that they wanted to get a first down and then try and go for the end zone a few times, but like that's twenty seconds, so you're relying on your kicker to throw it. Like it, just give it to Carson Wentz if you're trying to score a touchdown. Correct. Like I, I, I just did not under like his explanation didn't make sense to me. Jake Elliott trying to explain it didn't really do it for me. Like I, I just. For for an organization and coach that's like so analytics driven, I just don't see how the analytics say that that was a good move. So I've kind of held off on going on rants, but here's how dumb this play is. Like, think about the logic here. So Jake Elliott has been automatic this season. Entering that play, he was six of six on field goals. It just kicked his longest field goal of the season, a fifty-three yarder. Yes. Um, this was a chip shot. The logic told you, hey, you kick this field goal, you drop. You're getting the ball back at halftime. Take the points. Another factor, yeah. They're getting the ball back. Take the points. You you cut the lead to an 11 point, you know, lead. I understand either way. It's a two possession game, but two possessions where you only have to score a touchdown and a field goal as opposed to two touchdowns. Two yeah. touchdowns is more beneficiary to you. You also just produce back to back really impressive drives. Keep that momentum going. Logic tells you to kick a 39-yard field goal. Okay. What do the analytics tell you? Okay, if the analytics say, you know what, go for it on fourth down, take three shots to the end zone. Then go for it. (laughs) Then go for it. Don't take the ball out of the hands of the offense. And put him him in the hands of a kicker who's never thrown a pass. I mean, I just don't understand the logic there. On top of that, Doug Peterson said the play design was meant to lead Dallas Goddard out of bounds. The... Okay, cool. So you have a kicker who not only needs to complete a pass to a tight end, but he needs to lead him out of bounds because if he gets stopped in bounds, you're going to have to clock it with said kicker. You're asking, That's you're asking a dumb. lot. You're asking a lot of a kicker to throw the ball. Right. Like On that. top of it, here's how here's how ill-equipped Jake Elliott was to be in this position. He said, "I saw that Dallas was covered, so I had to make something happen." <laughs> Okay, cool. Yeah, you don't want to throw the ball away because then, then you're the, off then the it's field. Over, yeah. yeah, you're off the field anyway. So he just threw it up or whatever. He yeah. just threw it up. It got deflected. It got intercepted. Intercepted by Everson Griffin. I asked Carson Wentz for like to his face, "Hey, don't you want to be out there when this happens?" Um, and he said, "You know, the coach makes the calls, and if it works out, it's awesome. If not, you know, it, it's just football." That's ridiculous. <laughs> the dude led two back-to-back. Impressive drives, put the ball in his hand, give the ball to Alshon Jeffrey, do something like that. Doug Peterson's a brilliant play caller, but sometimes I feel like he over overthinks. It's I maybe he's just overconfident in how slick he yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. And I just think this just didn't pay off. And you know, that's gonna happen sometimes. Look, it wasn't the final nail in the coffin for this team. They gave up another 14 points in the second half. This Eagles team is not built to have a shootout with a team that can no. put up stuff up in the 30s because they don't have Deshaun. Um, but yeah, I mean, don't do that again. Basically, and, I mean, even just to jump onto that, you know, if if the idea was to get a completion and then get get a few shots at the end zone, why not let Carson Wentz throw it to the sideline? Like, what? I don't know. That doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I mean, I think the Vikings would have been just as equipped to 
deal with the kickoff and the field goal thing clearly as they would a fourth I, and four. I, I just feel like this partially just shows a lack of confidence he has in the receivers right now. We, and I think that's fair. Yeah. I think that's a great point. I, you know, when you can only, I mean, they barely targeted Zacherts until the end of the game. It was mostly his Goddard. first target was at the very end of the first half. Yeah, I mean, well, when you consider well, his the first fact, catch was at the very end of the first. When half. you consider the fact that Winston throw a pass into the last play of the first quarter, yeah, yeah. that kind of plays into it too, but. Again, I just think when you look at this team and you look at what they do well, I would have on my list I would have never said special teams trick plays, you know. So um, yeah, and, that's not and, smart. And so, by the way, so also on Jeffrey who put up good numbers, but it still feels like they are only using him as like he's only become like a screen wide receiver now. It's because they don't trust him to. Th- I guess they don't trust him downfield. When was the last time he tar- they targeted him down the field? I can't even remember. I mean, it was a good. He had a good touchdown. Um, he tends to score a touchdown every time he plays the, the Vikings. Um, but like he, he almost feels like I know he got ten catches, but he still feels like more of a decoy right now. For sure, I think that's fair. I mean, it's just it's rough. It, it, look, they're not in a great spot right now. Yeah. Um. So, a few other topics. So, between our last podcast and today. Zach Brown talked some smack about Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. He uh, basically said, like, in order to beat them, you just have to give the ball to Kirk Cousins because he's their weak link or whatever. And that that came back to bite him. He didn't have a good game. Kirk Cousins had a great game. Uh, the Vikings Twitter trolled it, trolled him. Understandably um, so, and well-deserved, <laughs> to be it's honest. Not, Kirk Cousins claims he didn't hear any of it. I don't think I believe that. It was everywhere. Um, what, what did you make about all that hullabaloo? Zach Brown isn't just a role player. He's probably the weakest link on the Eagles' defense. So for him to call yeah. a quarterback yeah, the weakest link on, on an offense, originally when I read the quote, because I was somewhere else in the locker room, I, I thought he was saying that he was the weakest link. Yeah, on, like on the, about, I'm like, like wow, self, that, self-proclaiming. Wow, yeah. wow, that's some great self-awareness there. <laughs> um, but he was terrible today. Uh, so basically on point with his and criticisms. And got hurt, by the way. Yes, Ankle. he did. Left the game. Uh, Linebacker groups, I'm, so. I might get called out for this, but not a major loss. Yes, yeah. they, they just don't have much talent at linebacker right now, and maybe they don't need it. But you need talent somewhere in the defense, and they don't have depth at safety. They don't have that much talent at corner right now. They're being uh, the defensive line doesn't have much depth, so I don't really know like where where you go from there. But I mean, um, it means Camus Grusha Hill's going to have to yeah, just stop to being eased up. in. Yeah, he's. I mean, he started playing a lot more once uh, Nigel went out. Right, so what you'll end up having if Nigel has to miss time will be Nathan Gary at middle linebacker, uh, Camus will play Will, and then Zach Brown will hopefully be moved to Sam because he really is just not that good. Um, look, them's the cards you dealt, dude. Like, I mean, yeah, I know it's tough for Eagles fans to hear that, but, you know, it's the NFL and it's a war of attrition, and right now attrition's beating the hell out of <laughs> the Eagles, you know what I mean? It's yeah. rough. So let's go through some of the positives that you can take away from this game. I think um, we can talk about Carson Wentz now. Uh, I, I think we talked about him a little bit already, but you know, I think he made some really impressive throws. He had one in particular down the sideline. It looked like in the moment it looked risky because there was a guy there, and he mm-hmm. had, but he got it like just over his outstretched arm. I think it was Trey Wayne's. Yeah, it was too, it was and he got Alshon it to Alshon. It, but it was like, I think I don't even think Alshon realized that he, it was coming to him because he like went he like. Could have scored pretty much if he if he was like in route better. Um, the deep ball still isn't really there for them right now, uh, either in terms of accuracy or the receivers getting there. But I, I thought Carson 
by the end when the game was already over, he didn't look that great. But I, I, don't, I didn't really. I don't know if you docked him for that in your uh, grades. Like I know he threw a pick, but the game was already over at that point. Yeah, no. I mean, I gave him a C plus for turnover grade because he almost had one early earlier in the fourth quarter to Anthony Barr. Um, look, Carson. I felt like Carson played well. I thought he he led drives well. Uh, he spread the ball around like he always does. He evaded contact. At all, like he did a really, he protected the the offensive line from at least three or four sacks. Um, and it's difficult when you have to be the protector of your offensive line as opposed to you know the natural progression of you know being protected by your offensive line. And um, look, Carson, we this game showed that Carson isn't going to be the guy that can will a team down the field all the time, go score for score with a, another high powered offense. You need the defense's help. You need the running game's help. And you can't have all these blunders. I mean, you know, when a team is able to score immediately, and no matter how you answer, there's no solution, um, that's difficult. I mean, you know, these corners are toast. The linebackers are just not where they need to be. The defensive line's not forcing enough pressure. And the wide receivers aren't trustworthy like so other than that everything's great yeah i mean oh i think the running game's fine <laughs> yeah, yeah. but um, and uh the special teams game has been pretty good well, yeah k- kicking and punting at least right so <laughs> look again i don't know where you go from here because i don't want to well the it, thing is the nfc east is so wide. so the cowboys as we're recording this are losing to the jets 21 to 9 in the fourth quarter so the cowboys clearly were fluky with the bad teams they played the eagles it's safe to say are, are not a great team, and I also think it's safe to say are not a bad team either. They're somewhere in the middle, probably average. That might be good enough to win the division. Well, and that's my point, too, yeah. is we said that we shouldn't take anything away from the Jets game, but we also shouldn't, like... Dismiss this, it completely, yeah. Well, we shouldn't dismiss that, but we also shouldn't grant so much power to this game either. Yeah. Um, you know, they're going to play... Beginning of a three-game road trip, yeah. This division's going to come down to who wins the most division games. That's really what it's going to be. And if they can beat Dallas... Dallas, they're ahead of the curve. Yeah. They're ahead of the curve, and then you know they play a, a good Buffalo team that doesn't put up a lot of points. That's gonna be that's actually gonna be a really interesting matchup. But then they get to go home and they can play the Bears, who were one of the more inconsistent offenses yeah. in, in and the league. Theory, I mean, they, Trubisky should be back by then, you would think. Um, anyway, right. No, we talk about that. But uh, but uh, oh, oh, and one one more thing, uh, injury wise. So Jason Peters. Apparently hurt his knee. He came back in, then he didn't play the rest of the second half. Uh, he seemed like he was walking around. Okay, nobody talked to him, but it kind of feels like another one of those Jason Peters. I'm I'm gonna take this half off kind of things. Um, Andre Dillard struggled at first, and I think he settled down after a while. Though I don't know how much you were able to watch him, but I, I think you didn't really hear from him in a bad way after the halftime. Yeah, I thought he kind of collected himself you know it's tough to go into a game you know off the bench especially when it's up against a pro bowl player like everson griffin um but you know he's got to respond to this if he needs to make his first career start next week he needs to deliver there's no excuse for coming off the bench or not getting reps at the first team he's gonna have to you know block to marcus lawrence <laughs> yeah <laughs> pretty much yeah well yeah yeah pretty much because they can they'll move him around i'm sure yeah they will um Oh, by the way, so Amari Cooper did leave the game for the Cowboys and has not returned with a quad injury. That, that's definitely something to keep an eye on because he killed the Eagles when they were pretty mm-hmm. much healthy at quarter last year, and now he'll be going against Rizul Douglas. 
probably. Probably again. So, I mean, that's a scary matchup for the Eagles, so that's something to keep an eye on. Um, so, like, where, where do you – where do you? I, this team is almost weirder than it was last season, I feel like. Because last season, I, they didn't really even show that many flashes of them being really good. They've shown some flashes of that, but it's, like, certainly consistent. Like, I don't, I don't really know what to make of this team. It doesn't feel like a Super Bowl contender, I'll say it, that. It's weird because I think we get caught up in the fact that, that Deshaun Jackson's not playing and then build that up as being like, yeah. oh, man, if he they, came they back, he'd be him, terrific. They didn't have him in the Super Bowl year either. Like, yeah, yeah, well, but, I mean, even I that, know, I yeah, know. yeah, I mean, like, they can win without Deshaun. They need to be better, <laughs> clearly, but, um, yeah, I mean, I, like, I, I, I'm perplexed because I was not expecting this heavy game Eagles team after coming off of two really nice wins. Um, you know, the Vikings are a good team. I mean, that's just what it is. You know, in the way this, this team goes, it wouldn't surprise me at all if they came out and had, like, this fantastic game against the Cowboys next week. And then they turn around again against the Bills and are disappointed. Like, it seems like we're headed for a season where week to week, everybody's going to be super hyped on this team again, or everybody's going to be super down on this team again. And right now, everybody's down on them. Because this, like, the, like the final score, I think, reflects how it was. Because the, they they brought it closer. They were like, they're, they're good at being resilient, but you got to s- stop going down early. Every, every time they lose, it's in, in part because they fell behind by two touchdowns. Right. You know, you, like, you, you just can't do that every, like, I don't. That's the nail that, on the head, at, man. At, at what point does Doug get, like, fully criticized for that? I know, like, everybody has kind of talked about it, but. He kind of just passes it off. Oh, we're going to sit back and figure it out. But well, why haven't they figured it out yet? It's the second year this is happening. Yeah, I mean... He gets outcoached in the first quarter every week. Well, I think it all has to do with scripting, right? Andy Reid was known as a really Write a great, better script. Yeah, well, Andy <laughs> Reid was known for his his uh, pregame planning and was criticized for his adjust, his lack of adjustments. Doug Peterson's really good at adjusting yeah, in-game. Yeah, like the opposite. Yeah, almost, so, yeah. you know, again... There are very few perfect coaching situations. Yeah, yeah, for and, sure. But, yeah, they need to start faster. I mean, like, we can beat that horse to death even more, but look, just play better. I, I, like, I really, I, I got nothing else. It was that kind of game, though. It really was. Um, all right, we'll end on that note. Uh, we'll be back. And we'll hit you guys another podcast early in the week. We'll get back on our routine. And, uh, you know, leave us some comments, write reviews, and we'll read them on the show. Thanks, guys. We'll